As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I cruise a lot and I always sail with travel insurance. You should too. Get a free quote today at tripinsurance.com. Here we go. Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. So Jim just returned from a nine-night cruise on Celebrity Reflection. It was a nine-night round-trip sailing out of Port Everglades. He joins us on the line. How you doing, Jim? Great, Doug. Uh, good, to, good to talk with you. Yeah, absolutely. And get some pre-cruise thoughts from you, Jim. What made you want to take this nine-night cruise out of Lauderdale? Yeah, Doug, we, um, great question. My, my family and I were on an eight-month RV trip and uh, spent three months in Colorado, kind of at about six weeks into that three months when it was minus 20 degrees out. We, we looked to the future to the end of the trip and said, so we got to finish with a bang. So uh, we've sailed Celebrity before, and the dates worked out perfectly. And so uh, that was kind of the nexus of the trip. Nice. So the, the finish line was Celebrity Reflection. Now, did you take your, your camper down to the cruise port and just park there? Yeah, no, we, um, we have a membership in this thing called Thousand Trails, which was gifted to us when we bought the RV from the dealership. All that to say is that you can book resorts for free during mm-hmm. your membership. And there happened to be a resort in Fort Lauderdale. So we arrived at the RV resort the day before the cruise, parked the fifth wheel and um, quickly went to the pre-cruise hotel. Um, so it worked out well uh, because we parked the, the RV for free. So you make your way to Port Everglades. How was your embarkation? Embarkation was great. We had filled out all the, the information that was required from Celebrity on the app that, well, the day before, two days before. And then... Um, You have to upload your COVID vaccine certificate, answer some health questions, and then it gives you a time to show up at the uh, at the pier. And um, so it gave us a time of 1.30 p.m. So uh, got an Uber, left the hotel, got over there at a, a little closer, like 12.45, 1 o'clock, went right in, no crowds, easy day, um, through the metal detectors. Once you got into the building, They had lines and um, you get in line and you show them your vaccine card, then your test results, which uh, are separate from the app. The app doesn't ask for any um, indication of, of your COVID test. So mm-hmm. did that, the, the COVID test separate from the app. But that just said, that said, at the front of the line, they verify everything looks good to go. And then you're right on the ship. You've already put your credit card information in, everything the ship needs to get you into the system. And then you go straight to your... Uh, We went straight to our stateroom and they had the key cards for the room in a like a, 
a sealed pouch and let ourselves into the room and we were, we were off to the races. Very cool. Now, Celebrity Reflection came out in 2012. So it's, yeah, it's 10 years, almost 10 years old now. What were your yeah. first impressions when you walked on board? Yeah, we had, we had sailed on Reflection previously in, uh, I think it was in November of 15. And it, it, the ship looks great. You know, I mean, there's really nothing that I would say negative about it. Um, I mean, it is showing its age to a degree, but the ship's well-maintained. That said, uh, I had spoken to a gentleman on the cruise who had recently sailed on, I want to say Equinox, that has been, I think they call it being revolutionized. And um, he said that his experience on Equinox was different than Reflection because Equinox feels more modern, but we both agreed that Reflection is still in, in, in good condition. Um, that said, I understand that it is going to be going through its revol- revolutionized process later on this year. So during this nine-night cruise, what kind of stateroom did you book, and how was it during your voyage? Yeah, we booked two veranda staterooms, and um, it was both me and my wife and our two children, who are 14 and 10. And we used to all sail in one room together. And a couple cruises ago, I was just for fun, you know, putting in, hey, how much would it cost if we got two rooms, vice, four people in one room? And the cost really wasn't that much more. The second, the third and fourth passengers for Celebrity are not discounted that much from the first two people. That said, we paid an extra, because I always kind of do the math on it anyway, just for fun. I think it was an extra $800. So you have two staterooms side by side. When you have a 14-year-old and a 10-year-old, you know, it's nice <laughs> to have two two heads, two yeah. balconies, um, two of everything. Um, so yeah, we booked the, the veranda, the two verandas, um, starboard side forward right aft of the uh, bridge and loved it. I mean, absolutely beautiful. Plenty of space and all of that. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, 171, I think there are a hundred coming in. I want to say 171 square feet. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it's well, well positioned to obviously sail down celebrity a bunch of times and, and enjoy their, their staterooms. That said, we're not the type of people that go on a cruise and, um, we, we kind of, we're not in the same room very often. Um, we like to be out at the pool at the shows, dining, what have you. So, um, might be different if we ever got up to Alaska, um, mm-hmm. or perhaps Europe, but, you know, we, we don't spend much time in the stateroom. Yeah, I hear you. Let's talk about dining on this nine-night cruise. And we'll start at the top at the Ocean Cafe, which is the buffet area on Celebrity. How was that? Excellent. Uh, all the food is uh, is served by, you know, you're not serving yourself or anything. But the food itself, they have a wide range of cuisine. They have, you know, Indian, they have Mexican, Italian, uh, of course, American food. I can't find a false note in any of their food. It's all so good. My only regret is that I, there's only so much I can eat. You know, it, it's just amazing what, they, what they're able to put out year in, year out. It's a quality product. And we've sailed a couple other lines, and their food's really good. But Celebrity, it seems for us, we love all the options that, that, that they present. So what time dining did you have, and how was the main dining room? Yeah, we had open dining. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they call it. But, you know, flex dining, go whenever you want. So we, of the nine nights that we were on the cruise, we ate in the main dining room five of those nights. Okay. We did three in specialty restaurants and then one the last night we just did in the, uh, in the Ocean View Buffet. But the five nights that we were in the main dining room, they call it, uh, I want to say the Opus dining room, 
it was outstanding. I mean, just a wide range of food, which is, I guess, goes without saying, but this is the presentation that the the crew just over the top, nice, just with one, they're so happy to be working and, and we're so happy to be there. And it was just a great synergistic energy when we were there. So you mentioned you did five nights in the main dining room. Um, where did you eat outside of the main dining room on the other four nights? The first night we ate at Moreno. Um, and we've eaten there before. Great presentation, great food. We love, they have a really good uh, like table preparation uh, lobster dish that they make. Really enjoyed that. Uh, the second specialty restaurant we went to was Cuisine, they call it Cuisine Le Petit Chef. Mm-hmm. And um, it's where they project an animation onto the table. And then it's, it's kind of hard to describe without, you know, you almost have to see it. Yeah. And it was just awesome. They had like a competition amongst four chefs. And mm-hmm. each one of the chefs prepared a meal, uh, starter, main, uh, salad and then a dessert and then it was the chefs in the cartoon competing and then people would cheer for each chef it was you know it was just totally a unique experience and uh, one that will definitely repeat absolutely loved it and then the third specialty restaurant we went to was the Tuscan Grill their Italian steakhouse and uh, that never disappoints at the very stern of the ship um, so you get a if you get a table by the window, he's outstanding. I mean, it's kind of a very high end Italian steakhouse. So mm-hmm. you get steak, you can get pasta, homemade pasta, really good salads, and absolutely, you know, it's only our second time being in Tuscan Grill with celebrity, but we were like, wow, that was so awesome because the last time we went was years ago. Yeah, might be next year's we have to do this. But the fourth one was the last night. We just went to the Ocean View buffet and and gotcha. we. We had met some people on the cruise and that just kind of serendipitous and we were all kind of, we had done a big summer last night. We're like, just want to go to the buffet. <laughs> nice. So we just hung out there at the very end at the, at the stern outside and uh, just enjoyed conversation and just all the different types of, of food in the buffet. Did you buy a dining package before the cruise? I didn't. I didn't. We got some cruise credit and I bought the Murano before we got on board for the first night. They give like a, I don't know, 30% discount. The other two restaurants we just kind of did on the fly. How was the entertainment on this nine-night sailing? It was really good, really good. Um, they had a wide range of, of entertainment. Um, we, watched, we saw a magic show. Um, they had a performance from by three ladies who they were called the Three Divas, and they sang um, kind of Whitney Houston-esque songs. A Cirque du Soleil-type show, which was really good but the most the best part was and i think it was mentioned in one of your previous reviews for the tampa sailing under celebrity they have like an in-house residency singer and she was awesome but the best part was that two nights after her show in the theater she did like a 45 minute set in their kind of big atrium area and it was just like i, I went into it with kind of like a myth attitude i'm like this is amazing like it's so cool how they could have uh, an entertainer in a big theater and then do a more intimate setting. And I think it's a great way to get people really into the, into the entertainment package uh, on the cruise. How was the entertainment outside of the, like the onboard singer in the shows you went to like around the ship? Yeah, no, they had a, they had an acoustic guitar singer who sang in this little bar area outside Murano. And she was, we were walking by on the way to cuisine and uh, I, I stopped and like, this lady's amazing. 
went up to her after her set and uh, like, when do you perform again? And um, she told us, and then we watched her a couple more times throughout the cruise. She was just like, just singing with a guitar. Totally awesome. And then the poolside entertainment here again, like they do a lot of live entertainment and they tap that a lot on celebrity. They're like, Hey, we do, we have live people performing for you, which, you know, I, the other cruise lines I've been on, you know, I, it was so long ago. Um, I don't remember, like, I, I don't have that frame of reference to, to compare it against what one might see, uh, on, you know, insert cruise line name, but celebrity, they're just, they're big on letting you know, Hey, these are live entertainment. So it's, it's just really fun to watch. You end up getting sucked into it. Like you were just mentioning, everything's tracked now. Like they're singing with backup vocals and backup music. It's basically like a glorified karaoke almost going to some production shows on some cruise lines. So it's good to see that. They started doing away with that about 10 to 12 years ago with the live orchestras and live music playing with the production shows. So I'm happy to hear that Celebrity is kind of sticking to the roots there. Yeah, it was really, really fun. You mentioned that you had uh, you traveled with your two children. Did you? They uh, did they do the kids program at all? Yeah, they did the. Uh, they call it twelve and below is called Camp at Sea, and then thirteen and above call is called X Club. I think it would all used to be called Fun Factory, but um, yeah, they loved it. They met a lot of other kids, and I should say that there were only sixty three kids on the cruise, uh, and the cruise itself, the ship can hold like thirty four hundred, and we. And they, the uh, the staff said they had seventeen hundred on board, so it was about half capacity. Okay. That said, you know our kids are at the age where they used to hang out with us all day on the cruise. Like we'd have not, you know, babies is not the right term to use, but we'd be with our kids all day long, which we loved. This cruise was the first time where they were like, "Hey, uh, I'm going to go to camp and see. I want to go see, you know, Chase, um, mm-hmm. um, one of the my my kids made friends with, a, with an awesome, uh, um." little boy out of Chicago named Chase. Anyway, they really loved it. They, they connected with other kids, which is kind of the magic of a cruise. Like you get to meet people from all over. Everyone's kind of in it because where else are you going to go? So I think a cruise um, is just a good opportunity because everyone's kind of willing to, to, to meet other people and same, same for kids. And, and that, and the, the camp and sea and, and the X club, they have great staff in there that, that, Definitely felt safe with the kids going up there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you'd see them go up there and then they would, we had to like sign a permission slip where they could do a uh, scavenger hunt. And then, you know, they go up to check themselves in and you see like a gang of like four kids, like on walkie talkies trying to find things around the ship. I mean, I wish you could go back and be a kid and go on a cruise because it looks yeah. like such a fun time. And the celebrity does not have smoking in his casinos on board. So we'll skip that part and go right to sea days. At 50% capacity, how were the sea days as far as crowds and congestion? Not bad at all. That said, it didn't seem empty to me. When they told me it was at 50%, I was a little bit surprised. It seemed like a full cruise. you know. And if you were looking for areas where people weren't, you could probably try and find them. But I think they like removed some of the chaise lounges by the pool. So all the chairs that were there were full. Um, we saw a big, like, huge stack of chaise lounges. But overall, yeah, I mean, there weren't there weren't really any lines. I know I'm always such on a such in such good mood on a cruise. Like, I have to wait in line for a little bit for food. Like, mm-hmm. doesn't I don't remember like the line. I remember like the food. I guess if you immediately took me from that cruise and put me on a full full capacity cruise, you know, I think the difference would be more more stark. But um, yeah, to answer your question, sea days were great. Yeah, no no problems with congestion at all. 
Yeah, the folks who are sailing during this whole restart period definitely are getting very spoiled because <laughs> when the yeah. when the green flag drops and more people want to start cruising again, we're going to get back to a hundred percent occupancies again. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they they, they have to, to yeah. do it. You know, it's funny. Like I shouldn't say it's funny, but it was interesting. There was one deck on the ship. I want to say the sixth deck, and um, it was closed. It was like had signs like off limits. And I talked with one of the people there. Maybe it was one of the, the entertainment staff, and they're like, "Oh yeah, they used that deck for quarantine, and um, you know they were going to get a bunch of people in on Fort Lauderdale that were new crew, and they needed to do a five day quarantine, so they just like portioned that part of the ship for just pure crew quarantine." So obviously, a lot of moving parts that the cruise lines are dealing with now, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and their COVID mitigation. You know, our last thing we need is bad press about, yeah. you know, COVID outbreak. So I applaud yeah, sure. their efforts to, to make it, everyone feel really safe and kind of restart in a systematic process so they can we can get back to 100 um, percent where, you know, the, the, pro- the profits are made, which is, you know, cruising at 50 percent is great. But you also want to be able to cruise with, you know, with your your favorite cruise company. You don't want them to go bankrupt. You yeah. Know, the company that went bankrupt, you know, a couple months ago. Yeah. The. uh well, during an earnings call for Royal Caribbean Group, which owns Celebrity, they, they were saying that um, they have to sail at at least 50% to break even. So uh, you sense. need a little bit more than 50% to actually start showing some profit. So it'll be nice to see those numbers start notching up. They already are on some ships. I know like um, the Oasis-class ships are sailing between like 70 and 90% right now. But yeah, mm-hmm. so like 50% is that break-even mark for, and that's an average, you know, the ships that are paid for, it's a lot lower than that. But um, sure. let's talk about the uh, ports of call during this nine-night cruise. What we'll do here is just give me the port of call and then a highlight from that port, and then you can move to the next one. Yeah, sure. So the first port was Porto Plata, Dominican Republic, on the north coast of uh, the Dominican Republic. Had never been there before. For this particular port, we did an ATV kind of dune buggy ride through the forest, jungle, through a town, and then and through all these, like, we crossed rivers and went through mud puddles. It was so fun. And then that same excursion, after you did the dune buggy ride, you took, uh, took a little hike up this hill, and then they had this, like, almost a slot canyon that has water on the bottom, and you could, you kind of went down these, man not man-made, but, like, nature-made slides of rock into a big, like, pool and then you would go down the, the canyon, then you would go to the next one. You'd kind of work your way down this tiered slot canyon till you got back to pretty much the same elevation that you started from. So you climbed up like a two-mile hike, and then you kind of had a fun time getting down. And then, you know, when you're done, you, you got back on the bus and went back to the ship. So really a fun excursion there. The second port was uh, St. Thomas and uh, didn't did not do an excursion there. We've been there probably, I don't know. A bunch of times and uh there's a little bar called the rum island pub and it's off front street there and uh there's a bartender there named ryan lee who's a really he's actually a new owner of it super fun guy though been to that bar with a previous owner but it's just literally like a bar that's probably 20 feet by five feet with you know 10 bar stools and you just kind of mosey up and you know order whatever you want and you know make conversation with the the characters that are there the third port that we went to was uh, Antigua. And for that, there's a little beach area, which is about a five-minute ride from the port, uh, from the cruise terminal. 
and we just took a cat cab over there. Wasn't sponsored from the ship, but had been there a couple times before. And it's a pretty, you know, your idyllic Caribbean beach with beautiful water and uh, a little tiki hut selling beer and, you know, food. Um, absolutely beautiful. Um, the fourth part was, uh, fourth port, port was Dominica. And we did a really fun, fun excursion there with the ship. We got on a uh, eight-person van, drove over the island, uh, and did a river, kind of lazy river rafting thing, um, followed by a stop at a really beautiful, like, lush tropical waterfall. And you got to swim underneath the waterfall. It's really beautiful. I would definitely do that again. This one was interesting. Usually the excursion, the rides aren't that fun. Like, the transportation from the ship to the excursion, I experienced, aren't anything to write home about. This one, however, was super cool because you start on, you know, where I think the name of the town is Rozo, Rozu, Dominica, and you take about an hour ride, and but you go up these switchbacks, and you start at sea level, and you get up to like, I don't know, maybe 2,500 feet, but the temperature change is very, very noticeable, and it'll, you go through a rainforest where it rains. It's just a fun drive, which I never would have thought an excursion would be would have a fun transportation element to it. The fifth port was uh, St. Kitts and Nevis. And for that, did a, a non-cruise sponsored trip where it pretty much just toured us around the island for um, uh, two, three, two, I mean, two, three hours, finished at a beach and just swam. Yeah, it was awesome. The um, one thing I will say is that we did another excursion, well, they call it an excursion, on the ship. It was like a behind-the-scenes tour, the last sea day of the cruise, and it was awesome. Two hours long, we saw the bridge engineering spaces, but we saw the, the kitchen. We saw where they did the laundry. They had a uh, 15 minutes dedicated to how they recycle everything. Of Their their chief environmental officer gave us a good chat. Um, housekeeping, I mean, you saw like it was a really good behind-the-scenes tour. We've, we've done those before, and they've been kind of surface level. And this one, they were like, ask any question, stay as long as you want. And it was just super, super neat. So. I, I say that only because if you're if, if any of your listeners are on a celebrity cruise, it's worth doing the behind the scenes tour, even though it does. I think it was like 40 bucks. It wasn't cheap, but it was worth it. Highly, highly recommend. And I was in the Navy on ships, worked on ships for a long time. And um, when people would tour Navy ships, I would kind of be like, why do you want to see the ship? But now I'm like on the other side of it. And it was highly worth it. Yeah, it's amazing. Underneath the deck, like everything you don't even think about, right? Like how many wash machines they have down there to launder all the towels and the sheets and the machines that actually fold the sheets. Like it's crazy what happens below deck that we don't even think about day to day. Oh yeah. The machine that did the sheets was, I mean, it was huge. Yeah. I mean, I came in, it was like 25 feet by like eight feet tall with like steam coming over. I'm uh-huh. like, that thing had to have cost in the millions. Like this is unbelievable. So you make your way back to Port Everglades. How was Debark? Yeah, debark was super simple. We we put our bags out the night before. Um, we had so much stuff. All of our bags from the RV were small, so we didn't didn't have the capability of carrying you know three bags each off the ship. All that said, easy day. Um, we weren't in any rush to get off, so we I think we they gave us a time slot of eight twenty, and um, left just about eight twenty. Walked right off. Went through customs, which took maybe 10, 15 minutes. We were in an Uber by. 855 back to the to the uh, car um and uh yeah super simple like no complaints at all i mean 
there was a little bit of a period where it was slow because they didn't they have like a facial recognition software thing that wasn't working so they were doing like manual review of everyone's passport but mm-hmm. i mean that's the small price value went off came off of uh oasis once and it took us it was like three hours it was so long Yikes. and uh this one is totally easy yeah very good um any first time tips to offer someone sailing celebrity reflection not necessarily specific to reflection um but uh i would say that their their kids program is great and we saw out of the 63 kids, there's probably 20 or 30 that never were in the fun or not. I keep calling it fun factory, but the camp and see in the X club, mm-hmm. but it's a great opportunity for parents to have their kids meet other people, you know, enjoy that, that, that opportunity. And then allows parents to go out and, you know, go to the casino or, or, or CLHO or what have you can't really think of any other hit, any other tips really, but, uh, that book your excursions early. Um, cause we would have done more, but, we um they just they just sell out i think they're yeah. limited maybe covid might limit the amount of people they can put on them so if you are going on a cruise um you know book right away we actually just booked another cruise for july on equinox a sixth day out of uh out of fort lauderdale and we're already kind of lining up you know what, what excursions we're going to do on that on that uh, voyage um and then i guess like the last thing is and it kind of goes without saying that um you know, all the crew, the crew were so kind. And I think it's so important to remember that the crew are, are sailing away from their loved ones and they're doing a job and they're working long hours. So just shower them with love. You know, our, our room steward uh, from Indonesia, my day, awesome guy. At the beginning, I gave him a tip in advance, tip mid cruise, tip end of cruise, in addition to the prepaid gratuities, just because these guys are doing such a hard job under tough conditions and mm-hmm. have been, you know, struggling since since the beginning of the pandemic and i think it's important to remember that yeah once you sit and talk with these guys too and girls you learn about their family back home and especially if you talk to them about the shutdown and how crazy it was for their lives and how it turned their world upside down especially the folks who have been working for these cruise lines for a decade or so it's pretty heartbreaking if you sit down and talk to them but they're they're all just happy to be back yeah and just great people hats off to them mm-hmm. I, just, I love the crew i love meeting them and talking with them and just you know making sure they know that we appreciate them yeah 100 percent. looking back what was the biggest highlight of this cruise for y'all biggest highlight bar was just getting back on a cruise like to your point you get back on after a while you get a little like misty eye like it's such a unique fun awesome um experience to go on a cruise we're, we're so grateful to do it and so grateful that it, it's back um, and that's probably the biggest thing is spending time with family and meeting new people and just laughing, taking in the sun, seeing new things. Um, just that entire opportunity to be grateful for. A lot of people are working remote right now. What were your thoughts of the Wi-Fi on board? Yeah, Wi-Fi. We had the, uh, you know, the free Wi-Fi they give you and we paid for premium. Um, and it, I didn't think it was that great. You know, granted, I wasn't streaming movies because I'm out goofing off on the ship, but um, it just took a long time for web pages to load. And, you know, this is kind of, if there ever was a first world problem, this would be it. (laughs) But um, if someone's going to go on a cruise, my wife works remote and, um, you know, I wouldn't, I would be hesitant to do it. And um, I guess I should say, I wouldn't be hesitant to do it. I'd be hesitant to give the people I'm working with a hundred percent. Hey, yeah. If you need me on a call, I'll be there because it mm-hmm. might not work. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. 
Well, in closing here, your final thoughts of celebrity reflection. Outstanding. I'm a huge fan of celebrity. Sit with them a bunch of times. So I go into it with rose colored glasses, but you know, I, I can't really find a false note, uh, with them. And, uh, I mean, we're going, I mean, I'm already told my kids, I'm like, all right, it's 90 or yesterday was 95 or so 94 days until the next cruise, which <laughs> I mean, we're blessed to be able to do it, but yeah, we, we huge fan. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. We've been talking with Jim about his nine-night cruise from Port Everglades on Celebrity Reflection. Thanks for sharing your review, my friend, and a welcome home. Awesome. Thanks, Doug. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate all you do. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not, not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Just back from a cruise? Let's talk about it. Email Doug at cruiseradio.net. All right, Dougie, let's see what we got here, buddy. Ba, 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 da, ba, da. Cruise Radio is produced weekly in Jacksonville, Florida. For partnership opportunities, email Doug at cruiseradio.net. Hear Cruise Radio on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Google Play, or at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? Ew, seriously. They squeeze the grease out of the wool and process it with chemicals, and then you eat it. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I got rid of products I didn't want anywhere near my body. I found that many multivitamins contain high amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and even lacked some of the nutrients we actually needed. So what did I do? At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. Ritual's products are made traceable, meaning we share the science and sourcing for every single ingredient. For example, our vegan vitamin D3 comes from sustainably harvested lichen in Nottingham, England, not sheep. We trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. See for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.